0: He said, you are what you say you are. And so I became the Black Heart Association for two reasons, because I'm black and I don't want other people to die that look like me. And because I don't want anybody else to wear that black colored dress
1: or suit to a funeral because of heart disease. Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another live taping of the CC America podcast. We are happy that you are tuning in. Tonight, I am thrilled because we have the pleasure of welcoming to the show, Mrs. Tara Robinson. So some of you may be aware that February is American Heart Month and March is Women's History Month in the United States. To close out American Heart Month and kick off Women's History Month, I am Excited to introduce you to Tara Robinson. She is the founder of the Black Heart Association. She is also a school counselor specializing in childhood trauma and U.S. Army veteran who resides in Fort Worth, Texas. Thank you so much for your service to our country and to our students. Yes, (laughs) we're really happy to have you.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: You're welcome. So everyone, Tara's story is unique and powerful. After suffering three heart attacks over the course of one week with the last nearly claiming her life, Tara discovered that she was in a fight for her life. She later realized that the Black community was also silently losing that same fight against heart disease. So she decided to fight back. Together with her husband, the Black Heart Association, also known as BHA, was created through their survival story to fight for the thousands of minority men, women, and children, and their loved ones who will experience the negative impact of heart disease or stroke each year. Tara is a survivor and an ambassador for Go Red for Women, working to raise awareness regarding the issue of women and heart disease. Tara's story has been featured on several major media outlets, including Good Morning America, Essence, Women's Health, and the American Heart Association, to name a few. Tara is a trailblazer and inspiration, and we are, again, grateful for the work she is doing to empower others to keep fighting for their lives. So now I would like to turn it over for Tara to tell us who she is.
0: Baby, who wrote that? That? Was send that to me. Uh, yes. God's story just always amazes me listening uh, to you read that. And I'm like, Ooh, God, you showed that. you showed out. Right. Uh, I think if I had to say who Tara is outside of all of that, uh, I know it sounds so cliche, but I am a child of God. And, um, and at the root of my being, as far back as I can go, even when I didn't want to be a child of God, or didn't want to be kept yeah. Uh
1: <laughs> I understand.
0: <laughs> that that was who I was but uh I am a child of God but mo- I, you know I am just a regular a regular girl a regular uh young lady that's out just trying to be the change I want to see. And that's that's it just really simple for me. I'm no nothing special. I'm just walking out this guy's story best way I know how.
1: Amen, sister. I I love that. Um and You know, with everything that you've been through, your personality shines so bright and your positivity. So going through that situation, having three heart attacks in one week and dying during the third, that must have been extremely terrifying. So what were the symptoms that prompted you to seek emergency treatment?
0: (laughs) Um. I think my symptoms. Yeah, they forced me to seek emergency treatment because your symptoms. And I think what a lot of people don't realize when it comes to heart heart attacks is that your symptoms can show up months before the actual heart attack. And mine showed up. uh, November of 2013, and I didn't have my heart attacks until April 2014, so I want women to know that the signs are subtle. Uh, we ignore fatigue, you know, which was one of my signs. And when I say fatigue, I'm talking about chronic fatigue. Um, my left arm was numb. My neck felt like what we call a crook in it. I like, I'd slept on, uh, slept bad as we say on that, you know, one side or the pillow wasn't right to cause this. So this is all the things I was also telling myself, you know, and then, uh, I think maybe weeks had passed that those symptoms kept coming and going. And that's when I brought it to my husband's attention. I said, hey, you know, this keeps this thing, my arm keeps going up and my neck keeps bothering me and I'm just tired. Um, and I think my heart, my heart was warning me all the time because I had been chronic fatigued a lot before then. Uh, but, you know, we just ignore, we just chalk it up to, oh, I'm tired, it's been a long day at work, or, you know, I'm thinking, my mind's on overload things that bog us down. And so I told my husband and so we immediately start to self-diagnose. So it wasn't a rush to the emergency room. Definitely wasn't a rush, but it should have been.
1: That totally makes sense. I think for most of us, to your point, we find, you know, reasons for why we feel how we feel, whatever that may be.
0: Yeah, we do. Um, And it's so easy. It's so easy to dismiss uh, how we're feeling because we're busy,
1: that and part. because of
0: that busyness, we're quick to say, oh, it's because I'm so busy that I'm tired. Or, hey, you know, this is just some something that I tweaked. Or, you know, it's so easy then to say, hey, this might be a heart attack. It's easier to say other things.
1: That's so true. And so many of us, to your point, we get so busy that we don't even acknowledge the warning signs because we don't have time to focus on them.
0: We don't. And that's kind of how, and I don't mean to sound churchy y'all, but just forgive me. It's in me. But what I will say, you know, it's a Bible verse that speaks to that busyness.
1: Oh, you know what? Is it, is it the scripture that talks about Mary and Martha?
0: I'm not sure who I can't recall right now, but when you were saying that back to me, I said, and this is why I got said, we are be careful being too busy. You know, I'm not, I'm just, Summing up the scripture. Right. So be careful being busy because it distracts us from what's most important. And that's sometimes, especially with as Black women, our health.
1: That is so true. Um, I'm dealing with that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am focused on doing a better job because yeah. I haven't been as diligent, um, I guess I should say. When you went to the hospital, did the doctors immediately realize you know what was going on or did it take them a while to figure out? What was occurring?
0: Um, You know, thinking back, I would like to say, yeah, girl, when I went to that doctor, they knew exactly what was going on, but they didn't. They did not know that Texas is coming. They they didn't. The hood in me. But no, <laughs> uh, no, they did not. They, I went and according to what i he, what i heard then and what i know now i had the textbook symptoms of a heart attack so i had oh, the left man. arm numbness i had the neck discomfort the night that i did the first night that i did go to the hospital i had hot flashes i needed to vomit i felt like a pill was stuck uh, too big you know like i swallowed a too big pill and it wouldn't pass So I had all of these symptoms. And when I arrived to the emergency room, just like I'm talking to you right now, I told, describing my symptoms, I was fine. Right. And so, you know, going through the testing procedure and a doctor coming out and saying to me, you know, you're too young to be having a heart attack. And it was really in a lighthearted manner. It wasn't a sense of urgency behind it. And so I was cracking jokes you are right I agree you are absolutely right I am not having a heart attack and so and that's and I went home I was sent home
1: oh I can honestly
0: tell you that no it's it won't happen like they exactly know but we do expect them to know but no
1: so that that brings up another point and I know it's been in the news as of late in terms of advocating for your health I don't know if you've ever experienced this where like a doctor may get offended because you go in already having some general idea of what might be wrong with you, but what advice do you have for people with regard to advocating for themselves? Because they sent you home and obviously that situation was a lot worse than what they anticipated.
0: What I would say, our stroke director who had her, strokes, had her stroke in her twenties says it's a lot and she's a nurse. Uh, oh, says wow. a lot to us that we have to make noise. And when we, ask, when we say that, that doesn't mean be belligerent, but that means be firm in your stance. Hey, I know my body better than you do. And something is not right. Even if you don't know exactly what it is, it could be a, a heart attack. It could be a stroke. It could be anything, cancer, anything. But if you if you don't know how to say pinpoint exactly what it is and they shouldn't expect you to pinpoint exactly what it is. All you need to say is, I know my body and I'm not going home and we have to be strong and stand on that because we right. go home. That's the difference for, for many of us between life and death. And so I've also sat in a room with doctors who are, who have also have the same concern, even with the credentials that they have, they go in as the patient. Right as a black person and say, they said to just use the, unfortunately use the race card. Are you treating me this way? Are you sending me home because I'm a black person? So you don't have to know the diagnosis, but you do know your body. And that's right. enough. That's all you need to know. That's enough to make some noise.
1: That makes sense. It it does help to advocate for yourself because there's too many people as in The different things that we're hearing and also what we're seeing, there's too many people dying. And it's unfortunate when individuals get sent home and their situation is more severe or more serious and they have no idea because they aren't the medical doctors, but they've also raised the concerns that get ignored. Yeah, unfortunately.
0: It's, it's happening. It's going to continue to happen because a syst- we're, we're looking at systematic problems there. Uh, right. And until we dismantle those things and continue, you know, unfortunately continue to confront them as if we haven't already been <laughs> confronting them. I think just certain situations has recently put a highlight where we've been trying to right. highlight, you know, these issues for years. We know that. But uh, now is the time to advocate for yourself better than any other time. I mean, I was devastated. And I feared for the lives of my people when COVID hit and we wasn't able to bring in advocates or bring in our family mem- members. I know for us, that's the difference between life and death. Because if I'm right. ill, the last thing I want to do are trying to muster up some energy to fight with you
1: that's about so how to take
0: care of me. So yeah, it's some real concerns uh, that we we have to stay in front of.
1: Definitely. So that actually leads me to another question. Um, I know earlier you had mentioned like just taking care of ourselves. So what advice would you have for women and men alike about taking care of themselves, mind, body, and spirit?
0: Mind, body, and spirit. What I would say is take the cape off. It's okay to take the cape off. Take the Superman's cape off. Take the Superwoman cape off and strip down. Really strip down. And, and and we have become so busy. And I'm guilty. Please hear me. Hear my heart. I am guilty. I had to really Im- implement my self-care day on Sundays. Febru- the month, February, because it is Black History Angle Red Month, that's the only month I allow my self-care days to kind of get out of pocket. But the rest of the year, Sundays is my day. I, I, it's a firm no, sis. It's a firm no for me. I'm not working on that day. I'm not I'm doing whatever I want to do. And I think uh, everybody needs to be guilty of finding a day, more than almost a day. We all, At this point, we need a couple of days, two days. Right.
1: <laughs> the sad <Sabbath> best day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be who we need to be stripped down without trying to please society, without trying to post on Instagram, without trying to be, just don't worry about being and just exist for a moment.
1: And I love I that. So
0: it's, it's so difficult for us to do it, but we have to we have to plan out, make plans for ourselves.
1: It's so true. What were some of the benefits that you gained from last month taking that time for yourself?
0: Baby, I, 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 I take I take my time for myself. OK, <laughs> yes, I do. And what I what I've learned from those moments is uh, we need to shut off our minds sometimes. Because it can run us ragged. And it affects our sleep, which affects our health. Um, What I've learned is a firm no is is good for your spirit, for your confidence, for your self-esteem to say no. And uh, hopefully they won't be offended by the fact that you need to take care. Hopefully they'll catch on that they need to take care. So I think learning to say no and standing on that people Now call me. Oh, I know you don't do anything on Sunday. You're right. I'm going to do what (laughs) I want to do. And that does not mean business. So yeah, I've learned to say no. And I've learned to protect, turn my mind off and just uh, be with my, be one with myself.
1: That makes sense. And that, that is awesome. And great advice. So with regard to the Black Heart Association, what was the main catalyst for you to get started? Was it your own story or were there other influences that brought you to where you are now?
0: You know, you often hear that your story is not for you. It's for everybody else. And I truly believe that. Uh, When I had my heart attacks, I was in shock because I want people to understand that death does not come knocking on my family's door. We don't see and thank God for that. We don't see it often. Like the last death in our family was my big mama. Then after that, it was my great uncle and then my grandmother. But these are years apart and at the age that they should be passing away, you know, okay. we didn't expect it. And so for me to have a heart attack at 40, sent my family into like, a you talking about shutting down the hospital? we shut, they shut down the hospital. They were having to be sent home. They, you know, everybody was in such a shock. And so, um, when I was in ICU, I said, mom, this is unbelievable. And she was like, yeah, you know, to say the least. And I said, I have to do something. I have to learn more especially after my whole death experience with this thing. And so before Mm -hmm. I even left the hospital, I called American Heart and I said, hey, you know, I want to come volunteer for your organization because it was the only organization that I could find that was doing, you know, work in this particular field. Right. And so I called AHA and I went to work stuffing bags for their Go Ready event was my first volunteer uh, event in 2014, a couple of months after my heart attack. Mm -hmm. I didn't share my story probably another year. I just volunteered. And then um, share my story. And so as I go through the ranks of AHA, working myself up to a national spokeswoman, what I realized, there was a disconnect. And this is nothing against AHA. It just is what it is. Yeah. Uh, they know that they have work to do. And so it, it was not getting back to my community. It hadn't got back to me. It hadn't. Okay. I've seen it, but it didn't touch me the way I needed it to touch me for me to realize I was at risk. And so when I had, after going through that and work going back to the community and realizing the disconnect, I said, oh, well, let me form Rock Your Heart and let me do the work that, you know, I'm accusing American Heart of not doing, let me do it. And so uh, that's what I did. I just started doing the, the work. I called it Rock Your Heart and it wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. And so I shut it down, not shut it down but I just put it on the back burner and I began to pray, Lord, I need to have a bigger impact because when somebody reaches out to me and say they've died of heart uh, somebody has died of a heart attack or a stroke, right. I take that very personal as if I've missed them and I should have reached them. So or a family member or something. And I I begin to grieve the death of that person. Mm-hmm. And so um uh, I just begin to pray for a bigger reach, for a global reach. And that's that's the intention of uh the organization now. And so, uh, that answer came to me in 2019. My, uh, brother-in-law, Stephen Jordan got a call. I was going to speak at an event about heart disease and got a call at early that morning. And my niece and my, my sisters, when I arrived at the hospital, were all screaming, he's gone. And I said, what are y'all talking about? And, uh, I just remember the heartbreak, the pain uh, from those those tears. And he dropped dead in front of my niece and nephew that day, that morning. And so I was taking my, uh, taking his suit to the funeral home. It was a, the black suit. And I remember looking down and I was like, this is it. At the end of our lives, we're going to put on our black dress. We're going to put on whatever they bury us in and close the casket. And that's it. And so the pain, the pain that my family endured during that moment, because when I say my brother-in-law, he has been in our life since he was 17 years old.
1: Oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear that.
0: Thank you. And uh, he had been going to the doctor for his blood pressure and was ignored. And so he passed away from a hypertensive heart attack at the age of 38. And so as I was driving into work, God said, you're the Black Heart Association. Because I remember posting the night before, what if I was the Black Heart Association? It was a joke. (laughs) Like That's a large undertaking. Maybe y'all will listen to me is what I was basically trying to say, because you're not listening to me. And I need you to hear me. We are dying and we have to stop this. And so uh, he said, you are what you say you are. And so I became the Black Heart Association for two reasons, because I'm Black and I don't want other people to die that look like me, and because I don't want anybody else to wear that Black colored dress or suit to a funeral because of heart disease. And ever since the changing of the name, here we are, bigger, better, and we're going to be global.
1: Amen. Yes, I'm touching and agreeing with you on that, sister. (laughs) And thank you so much for doing that work Um, and like having that empathy and that care. Because I think when we look at society today, if more people had that empathy and care, I don't even know if we would be in the situation that we're in with COVID. Um, Really putting yourself in someone else's shoes and and also caring enough that they don't have to go through that same experience to what you mentioned earlier. so. my heart definitely goes out to you and your family because I, I can imagine that was very difficult, and you've been able to turn your pain into purpose.
0: Yeah, very difficult. It's it's difficult. It's always difficult when God gives you a front seat at a uh, front seat at your own funeral, and that's how I, I saw that the viewing of my brother-in-law's death. This could have been easily could have been me,
1: right? During that time when you um, like the third heart attack, do you remember anything? Like I know some people say like they had a dream or there, but then others don't may not remember anything. Do you remember anything from the last heart attack?
0: So let me say, I want people to really understand uh, the state of the state I was in. So to have one heart attack, Turn around the next morning, have another heart attack at my school in my classroom, go back to the hospital. These are three days in a row. And this oh, is wow. for somebody to die every 36 seconds from heart disease, and a woman to die every 60 seconds from heart disease, this is the crucial state this, that I'm in. And so I go back to the hospital the very next day, but just to a different hospital thinking to get better care or to be seen and having to, I didn't realize I was advocating for myself at that time, but I was like, Oh, keep me because I don't want to think I'm crazy. That was my thought, you know? And so they did. And at 11, um, 11 o'clock, I was released at 11 o'clock that day to go back at four o'clock to have a, and I was having a massive heart attack. So you asked me, do I remember? Yes, I do. I was up the entire time. You're uh, I was up the entire procedure. Oh wow. Yes, you're up during uh, the time you go into your cat into the cat, what they call the catheterization lab. And so I was in there and nurse from New Orleans and I remember her saying, you know, hey, he's gonna tamper with your heart. You're gonna feel a little discomfort, but you won't feel any pain. I'm like, okay, you know, my head, okay. And in that moment, I I die and go to heaven. And I know exactly where I was. I remember everything about the experience from the temperature down to the type, you know, from the mood of the, uh, the energy that was around me. I remember. And uh, yeah, I died that day, but I needed to mm-hmm. die. So many of us need to die, metaphorically anyway, of ourselves. Wow right So, and that was my my experience so yes I remember like it was yesterday
1: wow that's really powerful and also inspiring because many a lot of people say so many of us were afraid to die but we can't get to heaven if we don't but then it's like but we still want the the time here so wow that's really powerful and um obviously life-changing and a a miracle. Uh, So what can everyone expect from the Black Heart Association over, let's say the next year or two?
0: The next year or two, I think we will continue to plant seeds as we're doing now. And those seeds will eventually Bloom into something very beautiful, uh, and what those seeds look like now is that we're out in the public. We're doing heart health screenings. We're doing podcasts. We're doing Zoom meetings. We're doing everything we can to uh, bring awareness for our communities. Uh, we're pus- we we're pushing for policy change, early detection in that. In uh, heart disease, so I think in the next year you'll see a little m- more uptick with that. We'll get past the petition phase and be sitting in senators' office, congressmen, or whoever we need to lobby uh, to get on our side about getting early detection. That is our main push because if we can get early detection, then we can then we can understand why we need prevention.
1: Right. Awesome, and I know one of the long term goals is global reach and impact to reduce. <laughs> The number of people who are dying from this disease. So,
0: but people don't realize that this is a world issue. This is not just the United States issue. Uh, heart disease has been the number one killer for decades, and still, we're still doing the same thing. Research. I don't. Yes, research is needed. However, when you look at re- really truly look at research, what are we doing? What are we doing with the million dollars that we donate to some of these organizations? Yes, the stint, That's what saved my life. The stint. Thank you. You know, it's a lot of great things that are being done, but when we look at it and get down to it, why isn't it more preventative? Why isn't it early detection? Why? Because it's a billion dollar industry for us to be sick guys. So we have to take care of ourselves. It's a billion, billion dollars out there for us to have heart disease.
1: So it's, yeah, I feel like that's a whole other topic. Like, but it's, it's one that definitely is important because uh-huh. it, the things that make you go, hmm. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. And I am definitely that person to be like, now what?
1: Yeah. So, uh, you make would, it make in the next in the
0: next year <laughs> and long term, you will always hear me raise my voice and be transparent and stand up for my people.
1: Right. Well, we know that we appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Yes. So So we want a million women screened. Okay. We want a million women going to the doctor by the end of 2025, I believe it is, or 23, somewhere off in there. But we need to get, we're driving, we're driving and encouraging people to get our butts to the doctor and know your numbers and really understand them.
1: That makes sense. First step. That is so true. Any other long-term goals that our, our listeners can look out for or figure out, you know, how can they help with the mission and the the vision that you have for BHA?
0: Yes. Well, you know, dollars are always needed. I'm not gonna not gonna say that they're not, but because they're always needed. Uh, the, the mission of BHA is prevention, prevention over treatment. And so we want to be in uh, nationally known. So we're always looking for people to connect with. We want to collaborate with other uh, grassroots organizations that are putting boots on the ground, doing this work. Um, yeah, so we're looking for board members. Anybody that uh, that is interested in making a change. We're not. I'm not a big talker. I'm, I'm all about action. I do these just because I know I need to. But where right. will you find me in the community? Putting the heart. Uh, Blood pressure monitor on somebody saying, girl, uh-uh. <laughs> tell to the doctor, you'll be so surprised the people that I encounter.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> and I'm talking about well-to-do people, just like people that yeah. don't have much. It's the same all the way up the spectrum, all the way down. We ignore because we think that we can get around it. We cannot. We
1: cannot. Trying to juggle everything. <laughs> that That's what we do. We try to juggle everything. What actually helps you juggle the things that are on your plate and be able to still make time for yourself?
0: I don't know if you are familiar with Dr. Miles Monroe, but he does this thing on time. He did this sermon on time. And I'm a big stickler since dying about time. I honestly believe that TikTok, we should be very aware of it. The and very respectful for the time that God has given us. So I try to really organize my day. Not saying that it's going to go according to my plan, but I try to really organize my day. And if I do that, that means I'm penciling me in somewhere throughout the day. And if we don't do that, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. So, you know, my husband's been telling me, you need to get up earlier because most women, we like to sleep. I'm, my goal by the end of this year is to consistently get up at four thirty. Lord, pray for me. I'm a six o'clock Ooh, morning. That's step. Early. Yes, my, hub- my husband is up early, but that's the time he takes for himself, where nobody else is pulling on him. And so, I just think for me, I'm I'm waking up earlier. I'm penciling me in first. I'm, I'm going straight to my, to my word and I'm reading it before I pick up and go to social media and see what all the haps is. So yeah, I think though it's key to start with you start instead of starting the day with a cup of coffee, start it with you be very intentional with you first thing in the morning.
1: I love it. So who are three people who have inspired you on your journey?
0: Three people who have inspired me on my journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it. It, it you know, Jasmine uh, Ward. She is the uh, the uh, doctor Jasmine Ward. Excuse me. She is over black ladies in public health. She was one of the first ladies to tell me, you know, you need to do this on your own, and you need to. Go make the change you wanna see. And I've always been inspired by her work and bringing women together collectively. Um, I'm kinda a little obsessed with Scent. She is over the mask. <laughs> I don't know, I have never met her, but it's something very special about her. And I know when I meet her one day, I'm gonna be able to pick her brain. And um, so I, I really, I don't know what it is, but I, I know I've just been reading a lot about her. Other people that, Dr. Miles Monroe, even in his death, still inspires me. I will, when I feel myself getting off course, I go to a sermon of his and I say, this man here sure can bring that word or make it where (laughs) it's relatable to me. Right. Or get me to move because his message was I transform followers into leaders. I love that. That was his whole mission. And so that's to be an effective leader, I need to always stay grounded in the word of God. So that's uh to be a servant leader, I need to stay grounded.:
1: Amen. So what is one affirmation that you say? What do you tend to have top of mind every day to just keep going?
0: This, in spite of it all, I am enough. I am enough. Uh, and I was just thinking, I should get that tattooed on me. You know, I, I'm more than enough. I've been enough. And I think a lot of times we think that we have to arrive to a space to be enough. Right. But I've been enough. I was enough when I was going through child abuse. I was enough when I watched my mom being abused. I was enough. I've been enough. I was enough when I was 16 and pregnant. I just didn't know how to use my enoughness then. <laughs> but I I've, I've been enough. Amen.
1: Amen. So how can our listeners connect with you?
0: We're on all of social media, uh, Blackheart everything, Uh, LinkedIn, Blackheart, Facebook, Blackheart, Instagram. I think Instagram is our favorite platform uh, for some strange reason. We're on Clubhouse. I think we're waiting to get a Clubhouse room or something. We've applied for it. I don't know. But um, so if they don't want to, Black Heart is, of course, the business. And then we also, Survivor, Tara Robinson, you can find me. If you, if you need an advocate, just over the phone, so many people reach out our inbox and say, hey, what are the signs of heart disease? Hey, I'm at the doctor. What, what test should I be asking for? Hey, they're sending me home. Should I get more testing? What do you advise? So we are here. I am here. And I, I, I always want to stay right there, reachable.
1: I love it. So on that note, I did want to ask one other question. Are there any other, um, I know you had mentioned some of the different ways that people can help uh, with achieving the long-term goals with uh, volunteering, also the board of directors. Are there any other ways that they, that individuals can connect with you and help further the mission?
0: Yes, this is a very easy way. First of all, we're having our 36 Heart miles this weekend. Starting tomorrow, you can help us collect, yay, you can help us collect 36 Heart miles. It's called a team relay where you can just log in from wherever you are, post a picture of you running or a little video clip of you running, hashtag 36, uh, I think it's 36 Heart miles because someone dies every 36 seconds, or you can say 36 for, for us or 36 for me kind of the reasons why you need to get up and get moving. Um, that's one of the ways. And you can run one mile or walk a mile and you're helping us collect until we get to 36 miles. So that's the goal. You can also donate. You can find it on LinkedIn, uh, not LinkedIn, Lord Jesus, Eventbrite under 36 heart miles. You can sign up there just so, so we can get a number going of who we've touched and make sure we don't miss anybody. So you can register there and you can donate there if you like, $10, $5, every little bit, Helps because we need all kinds of supplies to keep testing. Yes. The other thing that you can do, if you work for a corporation and they match donor dollars, hey, sign, you know, let us know. Say, hey, Blackheart, y'all need to sign up because at Microsoft matches your matches our, our donation dollars. So if you donate five, we get 10. So we need that too. So that's another way you can help. Amazon Smile, very easy. Everybody shops Amazon. True. So, if you go on there and do Smile, do your Amazon Smile account, which is still your regular account, it's just attached to Smile, you can donate to Black Heart Association, nonprofit, and it gives a certain percent of dollars to, to us. Nice. Very easy. Very easy. So, if you shop in, say, ah, oh, let me give to Black Heart. You can purchase a black heart T-shirt. Everybody loves our black heart T-shirts. They're so fashionable. They're good quality. And they have this big black heart on them and they're for men, men and women. That's another way. So it's so many easy ways that you can donate and help push our mission forward. But most importantly, if you want to help push black heart forward is get your butt to that doctor and tell that doctor Black Heart Association sent you. (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah so that's that's what we care about at the end of the day at right. the end of the day is that you get to the doctor you have just kept our mission
1: amen well thank you so much for joining the show tonight um this has definitely been a blessing and All up and through this message has been your faith. So I'm grateful. I didn't even have to ask that question because that was clear from the beginning. So um, just know that we are grateful, all of our listeners. I know they will be blessed by um, this episode and also the work that you are doing to empower people worldwide to take care of themselves and to fight for themselves and their health. So on that note, thank you so much, Tara, for joining us. And to all of our listeners, be blessed. This episode of the CC America podcast is being sponsored by Confident Connotations, creating Christian apparel and accessories that promotes confidence, inspires life, and sparks conversation. Each design is carefully crafted, giving you an opportunity to share your faith. Visit ConfidentConnotations.com for more information. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CC America podcast. We appreciate you tuning in week after week and joining us for stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation. So that you never miss an update, please subscribe at www.ccamericapodcast.com. You can also follow us on all of our social media platforms at CC America LLC. You can also just search for CC America on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired by this show. If so, please don't hesitate to share the episodes or let people know that you are listening so that they too can be inspired. We appreciate your support and until next time, be blessed.